Welcome to Barely Offensive. I'm your host, John Hoffman, and as always, till the day he dies, with me is my co-host, Chandler Crotchet. Oh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> We're excited to have you guys here again. We have um, a little bit of a different uh, setup on our show today. Um, we're, we're doing it upside down. We're doing it upside down. And um, we're wearing our shirts where our pants should be and our pants mm. where our shirts should be. So it's kind of, and it's, and we're wearing sunglasses inside at night. So. Yeah. So we can't see anything. No. Ray and Charles over here. I'm really hoping that I actually hit the record button because <laughs> I'm honestly, I can't see anything. Um, so one thing that we're going to do different today is instead of our main story, we had, uh, we have quite a bit for stand up sitting down. So we're going to kind of replace our main story with that today, along with our um, along with our other segments. But before we get started with that, uh, I I believe we have a brand new sponsor. Oh, it's brand new, brand new. So in addition to uh, you know Cartelco always being there and supporting us, and they and they deal um, they do continue to do that as well. Um, but we are actually uh, actively seeking new sponsors, and uh, this opportunity came up. So Chandler, why don't you, you uh, tell us about it? Yeah, this is very exciting. So um, it's, a, it's a sponsor that's new to us. I'm just going to read the ad the way that they sent it to me. So this is China Mart. Um, most of this is written in Chinese, but I'll, I'll read the English portion. And it says, uh, China Mart, they deliver uh, name brand fashion accessories at a 98% discount. So most of these are under $10. We're talking about, you know, uh, Prada, Coach, things like that. And they uh, do guarantee, uh, they say it's their very good promise quality guarantee that these are definitely name brand and also definitely not child slave labor. So uh, China Mart, check them out. Appreciate their sponsorship. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great to, to have someone like that that, um, you know, is pretty pretty influential selling some big name brand stuff and wanting to sponsor our show. Um, so that's really exciting. Yeah. And now it's time for views and review. So we have a product here that really stood out to me today. And um, there's a lot of good reviews and questions on it. So I thought, uh, what the heck, let's, let's uh, read through some of these today. All right. So this is uh, an item that can be purchased on Amazon. Um, Apparently, everything literally can be purchased on Amazon. And this is for uranium ore. Apparently, it even comes with a certificate that shows that, indeed, it is real uranium ore. And it was tested using a Geiger counter, and it's radioactive. So just in case you're missing out on some radioactivity in your life, um, check out the Uranium Ore by Images SI. So first off, even before we get to reviews, there are some uh, some questions. There's uh, top top uh, three or four here. Question: I've got an ant hill I want to remove. Is there a sufficient quantity to build a working one one thousand scale Fat Man replica to nuke the little buggers? Answer: Absolutely. I had a similar problem and built one slightly larger, which I do not recommend, by the way. And it not only killed all the inhabitants of that hill, it wiped out a nearby herd of Nubian goats. There were hazmat crews and folks from Homeland Security combing the hills for weeks. I think it was the noise in the mushroom cloud. I would definitely not exceed the 1,000th scale. Question, will this take me back to the future of my DeLorean? Answer, no. Your DeLorean uses a standard GE general purpose waste disposal fusion reactor. Oh my gosh. The U-238, which I think is must be like the, the model number of this. The U-238 is not a fusible material and this will just clog up the intake, rendering your reactor useless. Oh my gosh, this person knows too much about, too much about that movie. fusion and Back to the Future. I recommend Ordinary H20 for the reactor, and place the canister of U-238 in your pocket, where it will best serve the interests of the human race by improving <laughs> the gene pool. Uh, that's funny. Last question, and then we can see if these questions that are helping people make the buying decision, if they're happy with that final product. Another question. I want to turn my pet iguana into a 400-foot-tall caillou. Oh, my gosh, that's terrifying. Kaiju. Can you imagine a 400-foot-tall caillou? Like the annoying bald kid yeah, from the cartoons? Yeah, I don't think that's how you spelled caillou. No, this is kaiju. Oh, kaiju. <laughs> I want to turn my pet iguana into a 400-foot-tall kaiju with radioactive breath. Oh, I breath. get it. Now I get how it. How many should I buy? 
The answer is two should do the trick. Three is overkill. Literally, he'll die if you use three. <laughs> I want to order this and see what it actually is. Like I said, it it, it has this um, kind of authenticity certificate, uranium ore samples. It looks like <laughs> that there's... can't be real. Why wouldn't Kim Jong-un just be buying? He's like, ah, Amazon. Just <laughs> <laughs> order. Yeah, get there. Like, guys, guys we shipped 10,000 containers of your <laughs> It's probably just very, very mildly reactive That's to where it's one. not dangerous or anything. Wait, like hold that. on. Scroll up. Yeah. Wait, stop. Go down to the recommended products. There's like three glowing sticks that look like reactor uranium marbles. Here's a, here's a funny point. Frequently bought together, your uranium ore sample along with a book, the U.S. Armed Forces Nuclear, Biological, and Chemical Survival Manual. Along with a book called How to Cut Your Hair Badly and Be a Fat Dictator. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that it's like, you can buy this, but then you should probably buy the book on how to survive handling nuclear waste. Right. <laughs> here's a totally random one that doesn't have anything to do with it. So, so here's some reviews. All right. Um. Ella wrote five stars. I got a cat in the box for free with this. <laughs> I got a cat in the box with this purchase, but I'm not sure if I should open it to see if the cat is okay. <laughs> it looks like people buy it to test Geiger counters. That seems to be one of the main reasons that people buy it. So I guess if they think that where they live potentially has radioactive, I don't know, um, deposits or so, contamination. So, sorry, I just saw something funny. Here's another... <clears throat> Here's another review. Brett, one star. Read description carefully. This is not, repeat, not a woman from Ukraine. <laughs> Very disappointed, but can only blame myself. Please read description when sober. Uh, one star. Simon Cool. This sucks. I put this in the mailbox to my neighbor, hoping it would end her and her bloodline. <laughs> Little to no avail. It didn't work. So now I'm $40 lighter and she has three tits. <laughs> I like the idea that. Some people probably actually buy this because they think they can like poison someone with it. And it's like, hey, stupid, you're the one who's opening the box and then handling it before you put it somewhere else. It's going to kill them. It's definitely going to kill you. too. Exactly. Everyone's touching it. Oh, you know, there okay. are people that buy that and then they then they like put. Yeah, they put it in a cage with like a turtle, their pet iguana or whatever. I'm going to make the Ninja yeah, Turtles. Exactly. It's going to be great. Yeah, looking through some more of these, it looks like a lot, you know, it's actually meant to be able to test a Geiger counter. That's, I just thought that was pretty funny. Just You can buy uranium ore. I did and, not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. So if you want a $45,000 TV, a book on uh, microwaving for one, or uranium ore, you can find all these things. At, if you've never heard of it, it's called Amazon.com. Yeah, it's kind of a new thing. Give but, them a plug uh, yeah. just to help them out. <laughs> try, to, try to give them a little leg up, you know? <laughs> All right, well, that's all I had. Do you, did you have any other? No. Okay, well, that's all we have today for Views and Reviews. And now it's time for Haxidents. Awesome, awesome life. Stupid. Okay, you forgot the tag, clearly. Yeah. They're, well, they're, they're dumb, Haxidents. but they're good. I don't know. Things to do, to, your life will be better and, e and easier. And things, things, to do, things to do that for to make your life easier. No, okay. Good. Accidents. Okay. Stupid ways to make your life a little easier. All right. Here we go. Shoes coming untied all the time? Replace your shoelaces with earbud cables. <laughs> Teach your children the magic of childbirth by covering your <laughs> by covering your cat in jam and forcing it through a toilet roll tube. <laughs> if your house is on fire, pour gasoline on it. This will make it burn faster, reducing the time it has to cause damage. <laughs> I have one that, that's just a picture, um, but it's so odd that I just have to talk about it. It's a uh, old Chevy Cavalier, and it, it apparently has a broken... Something's wrong with one of the rear wheels. So the tire in the rim is missing. <laughs> And instead, they have it on like a car dolly, and they're driving down the <laughs> That's street amazing. with with the uh, the axle propped up on a car dolly. That is amazing. Here's one. This is a good one. Feeling depressed? Just stop being sad. <laughs> Bring any chaotic situation under control by simply threatening to count to three. <laughs> Save money on expensive binoculars. 
by just standing closer to the object you want to look at. I wish these ones weren't all pictures because yeah. it's so. Here's another one where where it's a picture of a book with the center cut out, like one of those like book saves. But it's but it's filled with spaghetti, and it says when the teacher thinks. Thinks you're studying, but really you're eating spaghetti. Oh, it's so funny. When walking down the street, hold hands with the person nearest to you. It's the best way to make new friends. <laughs> Here's another one. Um, if you can't find a bookmark, just use ketchup instead. <laughs> uh, um, here's one. Are you? It's a business card. It says, are you an alcoholic? We can help. Call. And it has a phone number for liquor home delivery. It's <laughs> a good one. If you're drowning, pretend you're dead. The water will think you're a corpse and you'll float to the top. <laughs> Here's one for uh, cooking over an open flame. If you don't have a grill, maybe if uh, you're camping, you don't have a, a grill to span the fire. Uh, you can just use a shopping cart, lie it on its side, and you have a DIY grill. That is awesome. Yeah. Here we go. Avoid getting in arguments with the wife over leaving the toilet seat up by simply urinating in the sink. <laughs> Here, here's a good one. Smell gas at home? Locate the suspected leak by striking a match in your room <laughs> until a loud explosion reveals the source of the gas. <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> if someone offers you some Doritos... <laughs> Sneeze into the bag and then they'll just let you have them all. <laughs> oh, here's a great one. Shoes last twice as long if you only wear them every other day. <laughs> or uh, you could also wear them one shoe at a time. That's that pretty good. That would also extend good the too. life there. Yeah. Well, this has been good. I'm yeah. excited to hear it with some dopey music behind it. I think it's going to take it to a whole other level. And now it's time for Stand Up Sitting Down. Where we discuss jokes while seated. Yeah, it's a very clever name. So this is actually replacing our main segment today because of something that happened recently um, that gave us quite a bit of material for this. So why don't you talk about it, Chandler? Okay. So it's a little bit of a special segment this time. Uh, we are going to be listening to a 10-minute set that I did three weeks. Oh, it was about two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Um. Uh, two and a half weeks ago, as part of a comedy competition, a regional competition that we have in our area. It's a newer competition, but um, there are a lot of competitions like this. And so it's basically a funniest person in, and then it's, you know, the locality Whatever where city you live. You're in, yeah. yeah. So there's a, there are a couple of qualifying rounds, though people who win in those qualifying rounds move on to semifinals, and then there's a, you know, ultimately the... Um, the last round and it's an audience voted competition, which I, I do like. I like the fact that it's audience voted, but the, the thing I don't like about that is it. A lot of people show up to support one specific person. So group, just different groups of people show up and I think it makes them feel like they can't laugh at some of the other comics. Yeah, I agree. Um, so judges I think would be a lot less impartial and people would just be more likely to, although they'd still know that the judges are basing it on laughs partly. You yeah. Know? So anyway, all that to say, you know, two things I would I would say about this before we get into the clip are I try to be very realistic about my own talents and capabilities. I know they're rough. I know this is something I'm just starting to do. Um, so I really try to be realistic when I judge myself compared to other comics or even compared to other jokes I've written or things I've I've worked on. So I definitely try to um, be a harsh critic of my own work. Um, that being said, I feel a little bit like, pe so I was the last comic to go. It was a, over an hour and a half long show. So it was about 10 o'clock by the time I went on. I, I think a lot of people had already voted. So you vote by just circling in pen, you know, the names on a piece of paper. Um, since I was the last person to go, I think, you know, there were, there were, there were some very funny people that went before me. They're just better, more experienced comics. And so I think people had chosen those in my opinion two people before me and then they had just selected someone else so they had selected their friend and then another funny comic and then just kind of picked a name and then i was the last person to go up so i i'm not trying to give myself an out there i, I would just my explanation is I, you know the host said that it was very close between the two final people and i think that was myself and one other guy i don't know but i think that people had already picked who they wanted to vote for and then i went up and the last thing is I also went a few seconds over and I, and it's possible I lost some point, a point for that as well. So 
that's a preface, I guess, to set the stage for yeah, listening and it, to the. Yeah, I think it's very fair because um, there were a few comics that were not very funny at all, and you could just tell by the crowd that like just people weren't digging them, and um, and I want to add to that, we have a standing open invitation for absolutely anyone you know who's going to respect what we're doing. I don't want someone who comes on and just is like a total jerk and messes everything up, but to have any kind of discussion, there's an open invitation to be on the show if you're someone who's doing stand-up comedy in this area yeah, i'm not ever trying to make any kind of money or career or anything off of this i just enjoy it but i you know john and i are not going to sugarcoat our opinions of those of of any jokes or any people even my own jokes and exactly. so yeah i would say that 50 percent of the people you know the only reason that i laughed or other people laughed is because it was hilariously awkward and that yeah. might be part of their persona but you you also have to have cleverness i mean zach galifianakis didn't get famous just by being awkward you know he he's hysterical so and and it was a rough crowd i mean there were some people yeah. that i definitely think you know are very funny but with the jokes not landing with certain demographics um, yeah it, i mean it was a very white crowd and very i and find elderly. that they let and elderly i just think they a more diverse crowd is better usually yeah, when definitely. it comes to comedy it seems to work better so before we jump into this, I just want to say, I'm not sure if we're going to listen to the whole thing through or like pause and kind of comment in between, um, but this is recorded live in a uh, in a club, so the audio is not great. I'm going to try to do the best I can with it. And it's, I think this can definitely be exclusive content on our Patreon because I'm, I'm not going to put it up on YouTube. Um, yeah, we'll have the, we'll have, we have the, uh, the video of it so you can watch and listen and, um, cause I'd like to use these concepts again. So yeah. I'm trying to not put a lot of it out there cause I want to, I want to work on it and get it. I want to get a 10 minute set that I feel like really includes the best of the jokes that yeah. I have. Uh, yeah, I, I really am not going to plan on putting this out there where anyone can find it, but I do want to share it with people who are listening and yeah. feel that that's something that would be a part of why they want to subscribe to what we're doing. All right, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in and, and start the clip. Okay. It is pretty crazy. There's two channelers in here. One of them's not Bing. So, uh, I'm going to dedicate a joke to every other comic. Let's see if I can do that. Okay, so I want to quickly preface why I started the way I did, which seems like I didn't plan it. Since I was the last person to go, I kept thinking of kind of little tags and jokes and off of what some of the other comics had said. And so I added those in at the beginning of my set and I kind of was like, I'm going to see if I can dedicate a joke to all the other comics. Cause in my head I had worked this out and then I only did like four of the other comics or something like that or three. So I was kind of trying to play with, you know, the crowd a little bit. So it seems like I stumbled through the beginning. The joke that actually starts my set is the ecstasy joke. So <laughs> anyway, that's that was one of my favorites too. All right, let's jump back in. Where's Ricardo? He's still here. Oh, my grandma said she's getting arthritis. She can feel it in her bones. But um, shh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a callback to one of his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strippers are the nicest people in the world. They give you the shirt off their back. <laughs> so Damien is actually... He was a stripper. He used to be a stripper. <laughs> you look like a Russian stripper. <laughs> State says you must take clothes off. That was really just for me. I was like, I want to do a voice. Well, I tried ecstasy for the first time. And it didn't do anything. It's been almost 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That one got a pretty round laugh yeah. from everyone. You guys see recently uh, Ford recalled over 1.4 million cars because the steering wheels were coming off while people were driving. I was like, but to be fair, they're the first ones to come out with driverless cars. <laughs> uh, I'm still not sure how to phrase I know, that I think like with my tone. That, that joke is funny it has a lot of potential it's a clever joke it's yeah it's very clever but, but it, it I don't just know how to deliver it there's because you've you've said you've used it several times and it's always just like it feels like it just needs an, a it needs little an extra tweak. punch or yeah, something, or something. Like a, so there Stephen wright i think it's Stephen wright 
I can't remember now. He had a really, he had a famous joke about back in the eighties, there was a recall on cars because the brakes were failing. And he goes, well, it explains our motto. We stand behind our cars. (laughs) And like, that's, that's a, that's the perfect joke. Exactly. So I feel like this is very close, but it just, it just, I don't needs, know. It hasn't it come just to needs me a little more polish. Any of you guys listening to the show that, uh, that want to toss in your two cents. Like yeah. We, we definitely comment. To, I, I will. Yeah. I love talking about this stuff. I even sent it to uh, a comic and a kind of a commentator that I've been listening to a lot recently and, and he did some review on it. So maybe Which, we'll get into that yeah, too. We'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah, if you, if you have any comments or questions at any time, uh, barely offensive podcast at gmail.com or check us out Facebook, barely offensive and uh, shoot us a line. My wife, she told me recently I need to stop seeking everyone's approval. And I said, would that make you happy? (laughs) (laughs) This is, this one I really, I really feel like the look on your face. So we'll have that. We can have Mm. the video or, with their extra content so people can actually see it if they're a Patreon, but you just have like this very like concerned puppy dog look on your face. Right. Right. Would this make you kind happy? of this pleading look of like, Oh, would that make you happy exactly. if I stop trying to seek everyone's approval? And that's what I think made that so funny. Cause it's like a okay. funny joke. It's like a chuckle joke. Right. But when you have your, um, that kind of persona, yeah, it makes it that much funnier. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I got a clap from not our table at that one. I think it was the elderly table. You guys, I think I'm going to make a lot of money from my orthodontist. He said he wants me to honor a retainer. Boom. I don't understand. That, Did you hear that? Someone groaned at that yeah. joke. No, I, I, I like that. It's not a groan-worthy joke. I think with puns, I want, like, I want you know... Almost half groans, half laughs, because that means the people who are laughing really do like those kinds of jokes. And the people who groan might think it's, I mean, my wife groans at most of those. So yeah, that's true. I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much. But listening to this again, it surprises me that most of the one-liners hit pretty well. They did. But then the ones that don't hit just don't hit. It's at, and there's one coming up. It might be the next one. But there's one that just, they didn't get it at all. Yeah, and and I know, like we said, um, I think the demographic is going to come into play, and we'll get into that. As yeah. We get a little further. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When I was a uh, a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be the first one to go to to Mars, all the way to Mars and back to Earth. And then I started thinking, it's a heck of a commute. Just dead air. Nothing. Nothing at all. And yeah, it's I don't again, know if they didn't like. It, possible people just get i think i think it was your delivery because we've we've talked about this one before and when you delivered it i feel like i don't know if it was the pause that threw people off yeah because you're i was trying to leave a hang to be like a heck of a what oh commute oh okay that's funny maybe it was also that you maybe you kind of down flected at the end of your sentence yeah i think that's what it was so now that i'm thinking about it maybe a way i could rephrase that would be um, you know, I don't go all the way to Mars and back. And then I started thinking, that's a heck of a commute. I can barely drive 35 minutes to work. Yeah. It takes 4,000 years to get to Mars or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know? where, where you pull like the, re, like the ridiculous. Stretch the absurdity out yeah. a little bit. Okay. No, that's cool. Don't, it's fine. <laughs> I thought I'd pull a Jocko and be like, all right, no one laughed at this joke. Good. I work on my jokes. That joke is dedicated to Josh. <laughs> so, okay. This, that right there. That's when I think, uh, and we just we just talked about this mm-hmm. um, before we played this clip before we while we were off or um, stopped recording for a minute, and just how when you have a joke that doesn't hit well, and then you kind of bring attention to it and make fun of yourself about it and yeah. laugh about it. Yeah, I feel like that's like a complete recovery because no one laughed and it right. was like completely dead. I tried to let it sit for a second. I think that what's I think that's totally true. I think that that worked with this crowd because they were sympathetic to me and they wanted to laugh. Yeah. So well, then me, I, I could sense me making really fun of jokes. myself. Yeah. Me making fun of myself was going to was going to get them to laugh. Now I've done sets where me making fun of myself just makes them cringe even more, and that's when you know it's like you might as well just stop because you're not gonna. It's just an exercise in patience and mental control at that point. Um, I don't even always think that you know you can either <laughs> make fun of yourself. Or you can like straight up comically blame them for not finding yeah, things yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. You can be like, oh, okay, you idiots. You don't be, get dry yeah. humor. Exactly. Like, oh, well, 
bunch of uptight. And know. I kind of do that a little bit later. But um, so right here, I do another callback. I do a callback to this guy, Josh DeYoung. I'll, I'll be honest. I've seen him twice now. I just don't. His comedy was not funny to me. There may be an audience for every person or there may just not be an audience for some people. I don't know. I He thought I was. Um, so I do a little callback here. And and he had a joke about um, he talks about this guy, Jocko Willink who has a podcast. He's like, I think he's an ex Marine or Navy SEAL or something like that. Yeah. He actually wrote his, uh, extreme, uh, I think it's extreme ownership. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he does a so podcast. He's, this. yeah. So he's pretty famous. Amazing where he, he was a, a Marine. He actually, I think, um, trained Chris Kyle. Okay. Um, and yeah, so he's was, got a big following. Yeah, and he has this thing where he's like something went bad, Iraq, like good. Huge. Yeah, and then he kind of puts a twist on it where he's like, "That gives me an opportunity to do this." So I, I was making the joke like, "Okay, no one laughed at my joke. Good, that gives me an opportunity to write a better joke." Yeah, and I was, I was saying like, "Get it, Josh?" But he thought I was making fun of his set. So if you listen in the background, you can hear him go, "Hey," and I'm like, "Oh, I wasn't making fun of you. I was, I was." Taking your premise and kind of making a joke about the fact that no one laughed at what I was doing. So, exactly. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Hitler was very healthy. Right off the bat, you hear that? I just no. Someone said that. No, it's what it sounded like to me. Like it's that. like a cat here. Let's rewind it a second. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Hitler was very healthy. He was a super fit guy. For five years before he died, he was on a strict juice cleanse. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's one of those kind of like painful, funny jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's where, not where meant it's, to be. It's meant to be a shock. And this, that's yes. the thing. When, when people go to comedy shows and they don't expect, like if they would not expect to hear things that would be offensive yeah then like that's the whole point of a lot of the comedy it's like going to a symphony and being like there's a piano here (laughs) oh i didn't know there'd be so many woodwinds yeah yeah so i it's one of those type of jokes where it's like you don't have a ton of those but it's got that really hard shock factor yeah and and i try to do those intermittently in a way that's non i don't make sense out of how i stack the jokes because i want people to be like i don't know if this is going to be kind of shocking or if it's just going to be silly or if it's going to be a pun all three <laughs> your, your mother-in-law was yeah. like Woo! <laughs> my mother-in-law's repeating every joke back <laughs> so good why is no one else as happy as I am <laughs> okay. anyways um have you guys ever done an escape room? I heard there's a really good... Okay, I, can you pause it for a second? Yeah. I, I thought of a um, kind of a, a tag here to be like, an okay. escape room? Oh, sorry, for the black people, an escape room? <laughs> like, But I don't. it might be too subtle, like adding the X sound instead, of, instead escape, of an escape room. Escape. Oh, sorry, an, uh, an escape room? <laughs> a really good new escape room. It's super hard. It's called Federal Prison. <laughs> <laughs> It takes some people like 30 years to get out. Some people never get out again. <laughs> Sounds pretty really good to me. Yeah. I, so that clock came from uh, one of the, one of the I other think tables. it was the, so when we say the, the old people table, um, one of the comics was, I would say probably late 60s maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she brought with her a bunch of, bunch of her friends. friends. It was great. And there's like, probably, probably like eight people. Yeah. Eight to 10 people. It was a pretty big crowd. Yeah. And she was really funny. Like she, she was. was, she was one of the best ones up there. Yeah. But that table specifically did not laugh at hardly anyone else's jokes. To be fair, a lot of the other ones weren't weren't funny. that funny. But, but they, even yeah, they gave me a lot of love. Now that I'm watching it back, yeah, they, they they did more than others. But you you can like the the oh that came from that table. You can hear the you know that's coming off right from yeah your yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I'm thinking of becoming a woman. <laughs> Speaking of bad transitions. I love how you, you like kind of paused and kind of like laughed to yourself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to let myself do that more. It's such a, such a, another shock statement that just is unexpected. Right. And that's why, that's why it's it funny. Works. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then, so the, for and then the pun maybe, after that. Yeah. So people who can't hear it, the, the, what I, what I did is I was trying to decide where to go next because I had a set lined up, but then I was kind of like, I don't know what to do. You're a little do. fluid with it. Yeah. yeah, so I was I if I ever got jammed up, my fallback was going to be, I'm thinking of becoming a woman. 
And then I'd kind of like let people sit on that for a second, and I'd be like, speaking of bad transitions, and then I'd go into my into my next joke. So that's basically what I did there, and it got a decent laugh. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my wife and I are thinking about having kids. My wife's been researching birth a lot, and you know, how to get pregnant. It's pretty easy, but. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, stuff. And she told me the story about a woman who was in labor for 34 hours. 34 hours. I've never slept that long. Like, I wouldn't take a poop for 34 minutes. 20 minutes in, I'd be like, give me that epidural. Cut it out of me. Slice me open and take it out that way because I'm not sitting here any longer. But here's the thing about poop is it stinks. So, so that one I feel like needs some more work. I think I'm going to cut it out. I don't like it. You don't like Just it Just watching at all. it, I don't, I can't, if I were sitting in the crowd, I'd be like, eh, this is not funny enough for me it to didn't, remain It didn't really have that punch, like... So I so the beginning was, sounds hopeful and then it just kind of falls off and yeah, then you yep. and you realize it's not that funny you enough can to tell. justify yeah and then you just you slide right into the next joke. Which so I, I I'm pissed because funny. I have a you I don't know if you've seen it but well I've told you about it my whole thing about like the more slowly you do something the, yeah, the yeah. creepier it is <laughs> yeah. that one went over great last time. I wish I would have not done this one and done the done slow that one, one instead. Because um, I had it baked into my entire. I had two. I cut out like a whole nother three minutes of material because I was going over on my time. Anyway, I just I'm just gonna ditch this one. I don't I don't really like it. But the thing is, normally when I was practicing, I had a pause right there, but I just went right through the pause and I was like, "Here's the thing about poop." Trying just like covering up that pause and and, and I feel like you did it because you were feeling it wasn't really working. Yeah. Like I said, at the beginning, it's like, it sounds like you're setting up a funny premise and then it's just a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's not, it's not great. It's not even very good. I would say it's kind of meh. Meh. Yeah. But here's the thing about poop is it stinks almost all the time. You'll notice that. <laughs> I've worked in a lot of different offices in my life and there's always one guy who just obliterates the bathroom every single day. I love how there's, there's one guy. And uh, was it Ricaro? Ricario? Uh, maybe. Ricarlo. Ricarlo. It might be. It, it sounds kind of a little bit like him because he's, yeah. he's got that a little bit deeper voice. Yeah. And you you're not even like he knows where you're going yeah yeah which exactly is, they anticipated the joke yeah and and he thinks it's great and that's i like that how he's like laughing through as you're even setting it up yeah and there's always one guy who just obliterates the bathroom every single day i don't know if it's genetics or if it's what he eats but every single day and it's wretched this feels like an opportunity um genetics or what he eats to throw something else in there and i don't know exactly what it would be you know to throw something like what he eats like well, what what to, does he eat remember what i used him... to say i'd be like did you eat poop yeah like... and then this is just like secondly digested poop <laughs> yeah and so so something like that where where it's like is it something that he eats like does just all he eats is fecal matter or something, right. you know, like where you're, where you're playing off of that idea. Yeah. Um, and making that like a little, little extra joke. Yeah. Little, little free joke. For I, you. I agree. I feel bad for the women in the office. They have enough, you know, workplace hardships to deal with. Am I right? Hashtag me boo. <laughs> <laughs> that is gold. Yeah. That, me, that one went over pretty good. That was really good. I love that. It's so there was so probably clever. what, 15 seconds there where there was no punchline. Yeah. And I didn't know if people would be laughing through the description, which someone laughed at the beginning, but yeah. then it died out. And then I get the hashtag me poo, and then it picks up again. And, and I think, again, with that delivery, the more ridiculous you get with it. Yeah. Like if, because you kind of are starting to build up and it's starting to get a little ridiculous. And then it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, do they, is it just what they eat? Am I right? Is it, what about this airline food? And then, <laughs> he, then you got the punchline at the end. So I feel like if you ramp it up at that point and go bigger, um, and then get to hashtag me poo, that would be hilarious. Yeah, what I've been trying to do is just cut out my premise explanation time. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to work on that. For no, sure. and it's it's definitely showing. I mean, it's amazing from the first show that I saw to this, you know, how much better that you're getting. Yeah, also um, that I'm like 35 pounds lighter. <laughs> not quite as big of a chub as you used to be. <laughs> I'm not really one to talk. These guys, like, it stinks like the whole floor. Like, the entire hallway just reeks. So I don't blame them. They lay, like, a chemtrail of Lysol down the hall. So there's just, like, clean linen and turd babbling it out all day. (laughs) So I think what, what you could be missing is you're saying, like, wretched reeks. I think if you throw in, um, 
some type of apropos description that is ridiculous. Yeah. So like when we were reading the views and review where you have like these, you know, right. They the write with they, like a, great, uh, you know, a, a toward uh, much akin to Mount right. St. Helen, you know, like this, this type of overly uh, romanticized way right. of saying something. Right. Right. I think that that's what it's missing. Right. Missing a little extra kick. The problem is I have to use the bathroom too. But when I come out, I look guilty. It looks like I'm the one who created that smell. Like that created that smell, created that abomination. Right. You know? like right. Bring it, bring it further. There's nothing funny in me just saying these words. Yeah, exactly. So I see young women as I come out of the bathroom. And to me, it's like the police showing up to stop a bank robbery, but I was just there using the ATM. <laughs> and they show up, I'm stuffing cash in my wallet, and I'm like, no, 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 I was standing up the whole time I was in there. It's just, that was not me. I did not do that. And I feel like that, I, I don't I don't really know why that fell off. At yeah, the end I think the premise was too long. It, it was, was like too a long. Thirty second premise. I think I think that you should stop right after the the ATM explanation and don't go further. Yeah, like, I agree. Just like that, because that idea, and if you cut out a little bit beforehand and amp up with a little bit more ridiculousness, yeah, make, yeah. that idea of of the police showing up and like right. they think you're the bank robber and you're just in there drawing out money. I right, think that's really funny. Okay, I, th I think that's good feedback, definitely. <laughs> okay, let's get serious. Um, who saw the movie Black Panther? Black Panther broke records as the most talked over movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear that is definitely Ricardo. Yeah, and he makes a hilarious joke, which ticked me off, not like in a... In a it was brilliant. He just goes, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, he like he was funnier than my whole joke, which that's a funny joke. That's a and he really his one comment was just like, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Ricardo's laughing. We're good, man. Okay. A lot of people say that that joke is racist. No joke for that. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that that's gold to me. I so, love I love that pause, pause and the serious look on your face, and they're just like, "Yeah, this is <laughs> that's the truth of the matter." So one one of the feet. Well, I'll wait till we get to the Owen Benjamin. Stuff. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about racism. We don't even know what that word means anymore. We're just using it. You hear it all over the news, and it's just used to describe things we don't like, or things that offend us. It's lost all its meaning, its cultural relevance. So I'm just going to start using it to get out and do stuff I don't want to do. Next time my boss comes to me, and they're like, yeah, can you uh, organize our client spreadsheets? Just segment them based on their profile. And they're like, oh, it's all racist. <laughs> you want me to segregate these spreadsheets based on their profile? Calm down. It's a little racist. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> So this is a, I think, a perfect example of a little bit of a rant or tirade or like the the premise, the setup, yeah. That I think works actually very well. Mm. Um, I think that you know, in this day and age, you know, people are quick to jump on that bandwagon, yeah, and just talking. It's it's the whole point of barely offensive, yeah. When you aren't able to talk about things, those things right. are holding when power it's over as you. Taboo, then you. You're allowing it to influence. You can't even formulate ideas about it. Exactly. So uh, that's why we like to just joke about a little bit of everything because yeah. I do, we feel how liberating that is. Yeah. And the setup for this, I think, was really. I think is good, and it, I don't have any feedback on it from anyone else. I think it's short, but I also think it it's heavy. It's like yeah, yeah it does, and then I quickly point. make light of it. Yeah. Here's the thing: I'm not racist. Okay. <laughs> I have tons of friends who are minorities, all different colors, and I see them every single week when I go down to do prison ministry. So, <laughs> that I think that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And, and again, some of this, your facial features and that. Yeah, yeah. The way that you, you know, yeah. that's it's really good. That that type of delivery is if you can hit every joke. With that type of confidence, and, yeah, and delivery. like I knew this was just a solid joke, oh, so yeah. it's easy to deliver. Yeah, it's cool. And they've told me uh, I'm the beneficiary of something called white privilege. 
I don't know what this is. I don't remember my grandpa calling me over and being like, <laughs> all right, here's your white privilege certificate. Anyone tries to make you earn anything, show them this. I don't know what it means. <laughs> so so before we, we go into this any further, I have to say, this is, I think, one of the funniest things in your, your whole lineup. I really, really enjoyed it because... The grandpa thing? The the whole white privilege thing. The whole thing. white privilege thing. The way that you, you work, you walk through it yeah. as though you're someone that would typically, we typically think of the attitude that you're portraying as someone that's against people that are having white privilege and you're right. kind of flipping that on its, on yeah. its head a little yeah. bit. I think it's so funny. That's what I'm, I'm trying to take it two layers deep and be like, I'm trying to make fun of the whole thing yeah, B- because there are yeah. people who benefit from where they've come from in life. And so it's like funny. It's fun to make fun of that. It's fun to make fun of the idea that sort of the, the rampant, you know, political sense that like, you know, we're, we're only divided along racial lines. It's all those things to me. If you can tease it out, like a little bit of silliness that you, and, and absurdity that you can make fun of. And it's, I think it works even better because you're not, just white. I mean, you, you, you're right. Um, so I tried to throw um, that twist in Jordan, there. Jordan, right? Your well, is from Jordan. You got to finish right? the. Okay. All right. We'll get back thing. to it. It's actually because my grandpa was from the Middle East. That's right. He was an Arab. Jokes on you, racist, for thinking I'm white. Border Arab up here. He's a brave guy. He risked everything to leave the Middle East and come to the safest country in the world. So. <laughs> And that too, the, this is where I feel like the crowd's getting tough. So yeah. the table that came with, uh, what was her name? Sherry. Sherry. They came with Sherry. Um, she said it in her stand-up. Um, we, she said it afterwards when we were talking. She is a wealthy, older lady. Yeah. Everyone at her table were wealthy, older people <laughs> right. that were all white. Yeah. So the tables, like, that's they're right at the front. They're clenching a little bit. They're, they're and they're just, like, apparently, you know, rich white people don't think jokes about white No, no, no. If this would have been a mixed room, it would have gone over way, way better. Because I've done these types of jokes before, and, like, th- yeah. They, they go, go well. over really well. It's, yeah. it's And I think it's, again, that we're acknowledging the brokenness, and that's why a lot of times people of um, different ethnicities enjoy this type of humor because just like you are saying yes i realize this is a real thing and I, yeah. re- you know here's the thing though white privilege i don't know how you get it i guess you're just born with it that doesn't seem fair to me <laughs> subtle, that's another subtle hilarious jab. joke yeah seems a little weird you're just born with this white privilege <laughs> it seems like you get a little so lost here or or is it because the crowds are you starting it, to realize not the reacting not really reacting to what i'm saying well. so i'm trying to in my head what i'm doing here when i pause is how quickly do i need to go through this yeah and then the second thought is oh what were the next words that i'm supposed to say so that's why there's an uncomfortable pause there and what it, and i thought people would laugh when i say oh you're just born with it that seems unfair because i'm making fun of the idea like yeah some people are That's born exactly into situations right. they can't control, and it is unfair. So it's funny for a white, like for someone who's white, to be like, "Oh, I, I was born." In, it, it's like kind of a pain to explain the whole thing, but if you just listen to the irony of the joke, it should be apparent. Exactly. And so people weren't really getting it. I think they were they were just clenched and they didn't want to let anything in. So um, anyway, that's why I pause. I don't want it. It's it's I, it feels oppressive. It's like everyone thinks I'm qualified to do anything. Oh my gosh, I can't handle it anymore. It feels oppressive. People make all kinds of assumptions about you with this white privilege stuff. You might not know this. Ricardo, you definitely don't know this. <laughs> you get on a bus, you're like, look at this tax-paying homeowner. <laughs> People moving into this neighborhood. This guy probably volunteers on the weekends, huh? Gosh. People think I'm educated. It's like, yeah, I did go to college. Yeah, my parents did pay for it. Doesn't mean I'm competent or reliable. <laughs> Stop making assumptions about me. Just in my race. That's that's probably for me the joke that really did it. That whole build up into that, like, yeah, I think that's always oh, right? qualified and like, yes, I did go to college. Yes, my parents. And I, I almost I'm feel fun like of myself. I almost feel like you could take that like one or two more points further. Yeah, like, I was trying like, to think of other points, and I just ran out of time. Yeah, but that the, so funny because again, I think it's that, funny. The irony is just oh my gosh. 
and then taking a subtle stab at Ricardo. This guy knows. What do you manage headphones or something? Look at him. Buy, buy, sell, sell. He's got that haircut that says, I like money. And this is another good example of, of crowd work that. I feel like he had quite a bit of off the cuff crowd work. Yeah. That that actually hit really well. Yeah, it's you're, you're, okay. you're probably eighty percent of your crowd work went over, I think, good to to better than yeah. yeah. So so white privilege. I don't know exactly how this works. Um, the thing is, can you lose white privilege? Like what if you just tan too much? <laughs> you gotta get demoted to like Puerto Rican or Mexican at some point. You know, lose some of that. You're going for a loan, clearly, sir. Look at my photo ID. I'm white. It's no problem here. I'm qualified for this one. Um yeah, the race stuff seems to be hitting well. <laughs> you guys are like this. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is, but I save it. And the one of the older ladies at the table said, "It's was because we're the same race." Yeah, it's like, yeah, you but should you, be laughing. You should be I'm able to laugh fun at this. of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> I had racial issues are complex. They are diff. Well, I guess it's kind of black and white. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I didn't even want to. Uh, get up here and talk about race. I was going to get up here and talk about transgender issues. The problem is it can turn into kind of a he said, she said. <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult. I was, I was having an argument with my friends about race. We got into it. You brought up how scarecrows used to be an offensive caricature of minorities. And I was like, don't bring scarecrows into this. That's a that's a straw man. That one right there. And I kind of tried them a little bit. Is over is is over their heads. Yeah. yeah. And, clearly... I, and, and I and I knew that they were going to, so I prepared a little like yeah. tried. Yeah. Uh, that's a brilliant joke. It's a rhetorical twist on the argumentative fallacy. So boom, white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Alyssa that and that's exactly when like you bring it back around. I thought the ending of that was so funny. Even knowing you're going into something knowing that ninety percent of people aren't gonna understand it. Yeah, and I tie it into and the idea you, that like, oh yeah. it's a white person joke. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I will I will tie it into that. I saw the light there. This is where I start to lose it a little bit. Yeah, because we're at nine and a half minutes. Yeah. I, I ended really weak. Uh, I'm thinking about being a trainer, personal trainer, for plus-size models. Because that seems like a pretty easy job to me, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, I bust my butt in the gym. This faggot rolls in. He's like, check out these rolls. Next thing I know, he's in a Target underwear bag for the realistic male body type. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, this because I've I've heard you do this before. Yeah, um, live, I totally butchered and, it, and and it definitely because you're in the time crunch. We're at nine minutes and fifty seven seconds. You know, if you go over ten right now, you know, in three seconds we'll be over, and that's when you yeah. start start, start hitting to lose you, points. Start losing yeah. points. Uh, anyways, I figure most of the stuff um, sounds the same. Anyways, right? CrossFit, cross sit. Lunges, lunches, deadlifting, bed sitting, bench press, bed rest. <laughs> so I'm just gonna start a gym for plus size models. It's a bunch of couches I got, a Domino Frequent frequent buyers card. That's all I got for you. Thank you. You've been a great time. I mean it's a strong closer when I do it right. Yeah, so, so you're, I, I really you're about 15, 20 seconds over, and I think yeah, that you think... do get get hit with that. But honestly, you know, I, I felt like most of the jokes went over really good, and a few of the ones that didn't are good jokes. Like the whole end, um, that's a great premise, a great joke when you deliver it well. Yeah. There's a few other ones that fell flat because of the crowd, and then so there here, was a few that. Do you were, want me to tell really you what was supposed to happen? Yeah. So after I finished the white privilege stuff, basically at the point where I say um, I was going to get up and talk about transgender issues, um, I actually guess I don't need to hear it anymore. I was going to say. So you're talking about trans- transgender issues, it turns into a he said, she said. And I was going to So you have the whole transgender joke, and I was going to say, I feel like you guys are getting the wrong impression of me. I want to show you a different side of me, one that you haven't seen yet. And then all I was going to do is just turn around. And then be like, <laughs> yep, that's the other side of me. <laughs> and then what I was going to do is, while I was turning back to face the audience, I was going to say, isn't it kind of funny how the slower you do things, the creepier they uh, become? And so that was going to be my lead-in. 
solid transition. Exactly. There. I and think then, that that would be that's like a goofy. I, yes, I wish I would have cut out all the like poop pregnancy stuff and gone more, had more time to do that. It's totally fine. I'll have time to do it in a different set. But well, and you and you um, can't have a chance, um, according to Brian, to to jump back in. And yeah, he did say there would be uh, two two last minute people who get pulled in that you know he basically i think will decide who gets pulled back into the competition nice but the idea would be okay so it's the slower you do anything the creepier it is and but it's like it doesn't matter how slowly you work out as long as you work out right and you gotta be healthy i i've been working out more and i feel like i want to be a personal trainer but a personal trainer for plus size models so that's how it was supposed to uh, okay all, and it was yeah. so much better but you know that's part of being good is you have to be able to adapt on the fly i did crowd work i wasn't crowd work i i made comments to the crowd i wasn't planning on doing i did my one-liners a little slower and i thought i was going to and i took a little longer on the premises and i thought i was going to so you know it's good feedback um i don't know if you want to jump into the feedback i got from an actual professional comedian yeah so this is really interesting so chandler's been in in contact with owen benjamin um and he so to uh, be fair just to premise it i the contact I had is basically just he will, you know, he's willing to comment on stuff if you are willing to send it to him. So yeah, uh, that's been the extent of the the contact. Like I don't think he knows. Yeah, he doesn't like anything. Yeah, yeah but sent it to him. But it's one of those things that um, he, his attitude towards other comics is kind of what we want to emulate as yeah. well with More getting other people to, to to talk about comedy with us to come on the show. The rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, you you sent this whole set to him, right? So I sent the set to him. Um, he he does some live streams on YouTube. If you don't know anything ab- about him, um, he was, uh, he's been a stand-up comedian for a long time. He was in a couple of movies. Um, he's toured with, like, Impractical Jokers. And, and so oh, he, wow. he has a very, a very dedicated, very loyal fan base. And he's been doing a lot of stuff on YouTube recently because he's gotten kicked off of a lot of social media channels because he deigns to say things that you know, are politically incorrect or whatever. So, um, so he has these, these live streams. He, he's also been going through a lot of really interesting, I think in things internally where he's been looking at religion and talking about his own beliefs as he builds his family. And I appreciate that he's very forthcoming with a lot of that. Um, I will say in terms of the way I deliver my comedy, he is, he's exceptionally profane. So if you, if you do listen to some of the, some of the things that he does, it's, it can be like, for certain people, I know it would be wildly, um, you know, wildly offensive, and it's not always something that I, I listen to or enjoy listening to. But a lot of his talks on things, um, you know, I, I try to listen to. So, anyway, I sent it to him, and he was very kind, and and he makes some comments on it, and kind of goes through what he think works or or why you know, tags and things like that, and some of the audience chimes in as well. So it's on. Uh, you know, we have a video of it, and we can kind of. Yeah, we can, can we can so if you go to his we we can probably um probably link it on Facebook so other people can see it too. Yeah, maybe. Is it on YouTube or where is it? It is on YouTube. Um I'm trying to find it right now. You'd so. probably want to just look at the content of the the whole video cuz it it's a, it's attached to a 2-hour video. So Oh, uh, okay. Um What do you what do I look up? His, yeah, so go to his channel. Okay. And then I think it's like the under his videos if you go to like the um uh, it's the furthest one to the right. That, uh, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, you go to like two minutes and or go to like an hour 45, which would be. Or you can see when he pulls up my stand up set. All right, five minutes in. Here we go. That was not me. I did not do that. Hey guys, this is Do you just get introduced? Why five minutes? All right, well, let's just start there. So I tell him, I'm like, dude, start it at five minutes because you only have like three minutes to go over this. Let's watch together, everybody. That was not me. I did not do that. Okay, let's get serious. Um, who saw the movie Black Panther? Black Panther broke records as the most talked over movie of all time. Nice. That was hilarious. Well done. And those groans were just a bunch of losers. Well, if you ever want to balance that, if you're if you're performing in soy country and you want balance, do a do a white one first. Be, let's do a super white uh, one. Be like the English Patient was the number one movie for 
I don't know. Like, what's a white stereotype in a movie theater uh, of scarves, of uh, unnecessary... English patient is way too old. What's like a super white movie? Like a Taylor Swift concert. A, a Taylor Swift concert, the audience had the most amount of Uggs or some shit. Whatever you want to pick. Because that'll soften them up. So that you, you'll only lose people that are accepted. They've self-accept... They've ups, accepted that they're hypocrites. Because right there, what happens is... Hang on. Um... You're going to get funny people laughing, like people that, that get that you're a comedian and they understand context. But there's going to be people that could be your fans that you're losing because you didn't set up the irony. You didn't set up the hypocrisy. So if you say The Notebook was the number one movie where you had girls drinking spice lattes and looking at something on their, looking at Pinterest during the movie, you know, and then be like, oh, and also... Uh, Black Panther was the number one movie talked over. And be like, oh, and most of them were dads without kids. Just f***ing bam. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> okay, a lot of people say that that joke is racist. No joke for that. <laughs> How about this? A lot of people say that joke is racist. And I'm like, Yeah. One of the commenters said something really funny on on this when we when we were trying to write over this, because he asked the audience, he's like, guys, well, what would you add in here as a tag? And one of the guys was like, yeah, what you should. Uh, it was on the live chat. Okay. Um, he goes, uh, you know, a lot of people say that joke is racist, and the commenter was like, you could add something that's like, yeah, it is racist. I'm trying to feel out how many black people are in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's it's so cool that he's willing to do this as someone that's, you know, performed. Yeah. Nationally. Yeah, he's, he's, he sells his own specials. Yeah. And like he, he, he's, he's doing well. All right. So, uh, let's talk about it. What, what, uh, what should he say there bears? Do you guys have any ideas for this one? I can come up with something, but, uh, a lot of people call that joke racist. And I like to say, hang on. And then I say, but it's not. People say a joke is racist, but I say they are jokist. Perfect. That's from Corey. People say that that joke is racist, and I say that they're jokist because they're prejudiced against hilarious things. Silence is good, too, though. I don't know. Whatever. I just think jokist is a hilarious concept. Here's the thing about racism. We don't even know what that word means anymore. We're just using it. You hear it all over the news, and it's just used to describe things. Like, here's the thing about racism. We don't need us racists. We feel like it's really watering, watering it down. Be like, it's not like we work hard at it. And now everyone's a racist. Just all we just take unexpected turns, especially when you're doing something this heavy. It's not even heavy. It's just for whatever reason it is right now. You know, go silly with heavy, go heavy with silly. So if you're doing something about race, do something silly as and be like, listen, as a racist, I don't appreciate that now everything's racist. Actually, I'm going to keep that one. That's my joke, bitch. Things that offend us, it's lost all its meaning and its cultural relevance. So I'm just going to start using it to get Oh, Jake, that's great. We go to rallies. We dry clean our pointy hats. We can never get a good maid. <laughs> about this tag now you're next you're gonna add you're gonna tell me that this washing machine is whites only i like where your head's at Just, i'm not gonna do that here's the thing i'm not racist okay I have tons of friends who are minorities, you all better. different colors, and I see them every single week when I go down to do prison ministry. Nice. <laughs> I, I knew that's where you're going. It's cool. It's cool. And they've told me uh, I'm the beneficiary of something called white privilege. Oh, and I like that you said ministry, too, because it, it adds a little bit of to the audience like, what do you do, bitch? I go to the prison and talk to them. It gives you a, a credibility as speaker. That's what that's called in persuasion public speech, which is good on a stage where it's the fact that you actually will go to a prison and talk to people about things that may help their lives allows you a little more leeway than some dipshit. Here we go. I don't know what this is. 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 I don
answer is I don't remember my grandpa calling me over and being like, oh, <laughs> all right, here's your white privilege certificate. Anyone tries to make you earn anything, show them this. I don't know what it means. It's actually because my grandpa was from the Middle East. That's right, he was an Abraham. Joke's on you, racist, for thinking I'm white. Border Arab up here. He's a brave guy. He risked everything to leave the Middle East and come to the safest country in the world. So, the know. Arab thing, be like, I'm a quarter Arab, so I only want to, like, suicide bomb, like, a little bit. Be like, I just have a lot of snappers. You know, I got, like, little bottle rockets. So it doesn't really do a big thing. I mean, instinctively, I want to blow you guys all up. All right, let me see here. Uh, all right, I'll try. Just wait a minute. Let's keep going. No, mocking the Arabs are kind of a dice roll in America. Yeah, but he's a quarter, though. That's a big one. That's a big, uh, it helps, because... It probably, it, it won't keep helping. I, the left will take everything, but people still have enough logic to realize that if you are it, it gives you more credibility that you don't hate it. A suicide glove, that's funny. Not a full suicide vest, just like a suicide hat. And it doesn't really do, do much. It more just like scares you guys into thinking about, there we go. I guess you're just born with it? That doesn't seem fair to me. 16 virgins, beautiful. Drew, home run. Guys, we need to start doing this with my sets. You guys are funny as fuck. A suicide condom's hilarious, but 16 virgins. Be like, I would blow myself up, but 16 virgins isn't enough. Oh, dude, Ramadan only lasts five days. All right, we'll do one more joke, then I gotta go. I don't want it. It's, it's, I, it feels oppressive. It's like everyone thinks I'm qualified to do anything. Oh my gosh, I can't handle it. It feels oppressive. People make all kinds of assumptions about you with this white privilege stuff. You might not know this. Do you want to know what I should say? I should be like, yo, and f*** the Jews. And people would be like, well, I'm like, guys, I can do that. I'm German. <laughs> Hang on. I definitely don't know this. <laughs> we get on the bus, or like, look at this taxpaying homeowner. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. But just be like, uh, how about this for the uh, white privilege thing? Be like, why is it such a privilege that I that through taxes I keep having to pay for all your high top sneakers? Listen, it's not really a privilege to keep giving you all your free shit. Oh, and by the way, you're welcome. How about the fact that all of our tax money goes to you guys? Because by the way, that isn't factually correct. There's there, there's a lot of white people on. The, the, part of the joke is that it isn't fully true. But there's just enough truth in it, and it's so f***ed up that it's funny. But just to be like, uh, no, there's, I mean, there's more white people on uh, welfare than black people, but there's more of a percentage of black people, just like uh, school shoot or just like um, police shootings. There's way more white police shootings, but there's more of a percentage of blacks. But, you know, in the cops' defense, they do commit more crime. All right, let me just read these last couple that popped in. I got to go. Sorry about the uh, feed the bears. I will do that tomorrow. And as you saw with the f***ing thing I just did, I really will. Uh, all right. Bear me. I want to be Big Sexy Bear. Welcome, Big Sexy Bear. Yeah, like getting mad as, as an actual racist at the fake racism. Yeah, that's hilarious. But I want that, though. I'm keeping that one. Because that wasn't his joke. I'm not stealing his joke. It's just uh, I've been called racist so many times publicly that I kind of need that. All the other ones around the house, though. Uh, being mad at people uh, just saying anyone can be a racist. It's almost like a porn star. It's like you're not all stars. I think he's he gets off of it at this point. Okay. But yeah, he so some of that is is definitely like some of it's extremely constructive, both from a set design standpoint and then just from sheer tags. Like yeah, yeah I got a suicide glove and then uh, I was gonna blow myself up, but sixteen virgins just isn't quite enough. Like that, enough. that's those are <laughs> really, no, really good tags. I think that I think it was pretty solid. I, I think some of it is like you said, it is that overly shock, like the whole thing like you know, about the Jews and like, okay, I'm German. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, but mm. at the same time, I, I think that you, you have a few, like the, the juice cleanse one, you have a few jokes that are like that in there and you don't do a lot of the very, you know, yeah. Kind of shocking ones. Yeah. But I think having a few of those in there is, is I'm glad I skipped. Over, I'm glad he started at five minutes because if yeah. he would have started earlier, he would have been like, this is boring. You know, I think that the two previous premises before this he would have been like yeah you got to tighten this up yeah so i i think he 
some of it he just said like yeah that's good i like that um some of the things i think he just had really good feedback on yeah um i think if he had time you know a long amount of time to sit down and and diagram and everything he could really i mean you know obviously he has a lot of experience yeah he could he could punch things up in a really crazy way but but that, just that couple that's minutes was what helpful. what he's saying and what he's doing is exactly what we were talking what i mentioned a few minutes ago where you're taking that thing and just going yep, the next yep, step like farther, he said the you more ridiculous the more take it out a little further yeah. go silly with heavy heavy with silly um so i think i think that's really good so yeah so that's a little bit of you know professional feedback on that um i i, I would also have to talk talk to to anyone like i said you know locally uh, it's kind of an open thing, you know, an invitation to the podcast. Um, yeah, so I appreciate everyone listening and giving us a little bit of time. All right, so that's all we have for our show today. Um, thank you once again to our wonderful sponsors. Thank you to our dear deplorables that um, don't really support us, but a few of you do listen, and we appreciate it. Um, shoot us an email at barelyoffensivepodcast at gmail.com. Look us up on Patreon, iTunes, um, and uh, make sure to rate and review us because that will help um, get us um, further up the ladder as far as getting viewed from new people on iTunes and whatever um, podcasting services you prefer. Thanks for joining us again. Barely found.